This is Life Made Better, a podcast from two coaches with a zest for not only their lives, but yours. In this series, Fleur and Lucia seek out tips, tools and exercises to inspire you to achieve your dreams and goals. Join us and let's make life better. Welcome back to Life Made Better. Today we have a very special guest called Alexandra Sargent, who is a wellness and well-being coach who specializes in EFT therapy, energy psychology, and and holistic nutrition. Alex and I actually met four years ago when our children were in the same class and we realized we both have a passion for holistic health and helping people using their mind, body, and spirit. We were often the ones left at the school gates, taking time to have real human contact when everyone is left. (laughs) Hi, Alex. Welcome. Welcome to our show. It's great to have you here today. Can you tell the audience a little bit more about yourself? Okay. Hi. um, Thank you for having me on. It's exciting to be here. Um, I'm an advanced level EFT therapist and holistic nutritionist. And my job is essentially working predominantly with women to help them reach their personal transformation goals. So you get any number of problems uh, that turn up at my door. Um, It can be as simple as or as complicated as confidence issues, uh, weight loss, um, personal trauma, self-sabotage, anything that you can think of um, that is stopping you from living the life you wish to be living or stopping you from creating a happy and vibrant life, that's when you would seek out some of the work that I do. I use EFT uh, predominantly. And EFT, for those of you who don't know it, it's Emotional Freedom Technique. Um, It's also known as tapping. It's more famously known as tapping. But Emotional Freedom Technique is a combination of ancient acupressure with modern day talk therapy. So as you tap on these end meridian points on your body, you focus in on a problem. And while you're focusing on the problem, you balance the energy around it. While you're tapping on these points, it directly affects the amygdala, which is the part of the brain that deals with the fight, flight, and freeze response. So it's where we store trauma, upset, anger, frustration, any of these sort of negative emotions. And the understanding behind EFT is as you balance the energy, you clear the disruption and you're able to move past it. So you may either change your viewpoint about it. You may be able to dull the emotional impact around it. Um, But it's a really powerful technique. It can be used for self-help. I mean, it's my absolute go-to. And then I use holistic nutrition to support that with lifestyle guidance, making sure that people are moving well, eating the right thing, um, minimizing environmental stress stresses. And together we sort of open doors so that people can get out of their own way and start achieving the results that they want to achieve. That sounds amazing, Alex. Um, I gotta say, because I watched a documentary sort of recently on Netflix called Healing Hill. Um, and they did feature tapping or EFT. And I thought it looked incredible. And I just love the way you explain it of how, like, you know, just tapping on certain points of your body, your face, you can start unlocking all that energy. I think it's fascinating. The fact that you pair that with the nutrition, given that proper 360 treatment, I think is, you know, is a killer combo. Uh, but I'm really curious, what led you to this profession? How did you come up with it? Uh, I think 
not unlike other therapists or people who are in the healing world, I came to it because of my own personal transformation journey. Um, when I was about uh, 18, 19 years old, I had a bit of a healing crisis. Um, it was quite a dramatic healing crisis. Um, and it was following a lot of trauma. Um, and trauma always, always shows up in the body. You can stick it in a box as much as you like. It will always rear its head and show up again. So um, it showed up in quite a dramatic way for me. I uh, was diagnosed with all sorts of things. On a very basic level, I had chronic eczema, which uh, is the kind that really makes your skin blister, bleed. I had ulcerative colitis. And then throughout the years that followed, I then had uh, precancerous cervical cells. I had endometriosis, a 13 centimeter cyst on my ovaries. I was told that I had to have a hysterectomy, um, that I would never have children. I was told I'd be on medication for life with uh, my ulcerative colitis. Um, I gained a lot of weight. I lost a lot of confidence that, and basically sort of broke. I was sort of given all these diagnoses and I thought, no. <laughs> uh, I remember being in the hospital and I was told, you know, we're going to book you in for a hysterectomy. And I said, no, I need to find a second opinion. I sought out a second opinion. I started to go down the tapping route, the EFT route. I also had medical intervention. But what happened was I changed the odds. I broke the rules and... Well, I now have two children. I've never touched medication for ulcerative colitis. I have uh, been in complete remission from that for years. Um, and I just put the work in. And once you start seeing the changes that occur, you just cannot deny the work. I couldn't help but being drawn to it because I was like, people need to know that they don't have to be a statistic, that, that miracles are possible for everyone, that there is more than just what you're told you are. And so I began and I began training uh, over, I mean, it, it's over, it's probably about 12 years now because it's uh, around the time my youngest was born that I started training. And uh, yeah, I've been working since then. You can really hear the passion when you explain, and I think when you've had true transformation from something, that's when you really know the power of it. And like you said, I feel like you want to spread the word. So I think that's so powerful for our listeners. So thank you for being so honest. So say someone comes to you and asks for some advice, what would you say to our listeners? What would be like the top three? I know it's difficult to put them into three, but like three tips they could start with for sorting out their health and well-being where would you tell them to start I think people would expect me to say you know eat clean uh, do an exercise regime you know sleep more all of these basic things but I I sort of assume that most people need know that we can tweak that but most people know that and the things that get people unstuck is not giving themselves the time to do the work so my first tip would be to, to prioritize yourself, allocate time for yourself, whatever it is, the clean eating, the tapping, the meditating, the yoga class, what, whatever it is, give yourself the time to do that. The second thing is to know when to seek help. 
EFT in particular is a brilliant tool because it is a self-help tool. It is something you can do for first aid when you're really feeling overwhelmed before you go out and have to speak to an audience or, or you're in a state of distress. But actually, there are some things that do need a therapist, a coach, someone to just help guide you. And that would be my next piece of advice, know when to seek help. And the other thing, the last thing is probably to give yourself permission to change. There's a lot of self-sabotage that happens with personal transformation. And there's a lot of uh, resistance to change because it's very frightening. People often wonder, who will I be without it? Will people recognize me? People get very secure in where they are, even if they're unhappy with it. Um, And I think actually just giving yourself permission to make that change is the best place to start. I think it's really important to set the foundation for change and then launch into it. Mm, I think people, I agree. I think people find that comfort in somehow playing, I'm going to say victim. Sometimes it's not victim, but you know, being comfortable somehow in your own pain because that's where you know, and there's always, as we know, the fear of changing that, what will happen if, who do I become if this nagging thing is not here anymore, right? Um, yeah, so I think absolutely. You, you put that very beautifully. And I think, you know, the underlying thing hearing you is that, which I think, by the way, is the most empowering thing, is that it feels as though it really is in our hands to make that change and to sustain and achieve this dream life that we all have. So why do you think, what could be one of the main reasons why people give up on that health and well-being and they do not, you know, continue down that path? What do you think might be holding them back? I think one of the main um, problems we have today just in society in general is that we are really a quick fix society. We're an immediate results society. And it's very hard for people to grasp the idea that it will take time and patience to do the work. And this isn't, you know, this isn't a quick fix sort of diet. Yes, you can have immediate changes two things that happen, but it's an ongoing process. It's a practice. Whether you call it a spiritual practice, a daily practice, a religious practice, whatever you want to call it, doesn't really matter as long as you make it that practice. And I think the the trouble of looking for immediate results is when you don't achieve them, you feel like you have failed. And so the next thing that I would say is that, um, you know, when you feel like you have failed, let it go move on, start again, don't give up, you know, because when people fail, they go into their old story, their old belief systems. And this is again, where EFT is wonderful because we come in and we change those belief systems of, I can't do it. I'm just not good enough. I failed again. I don't deserve this. I don't deserve to be happy. I don't deserve a better relationship. All these things just come in flooding in. It's a subconscious reaction to the reality. And actually if you just decide, just let it go, let it go, start again. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. That judgment is huge for people. And then it just starts that whole cycle again of that it's not possible. Instead of thinking, what is possible? What is the small steps that will help? Because actually that's part of the learning too, isn't it, Fleur? Yeah, totally. And, it, you know, people have a lot more capability when they, than they actually believe but sometimes it's trying to take too much of a big step too quickly that small little healing step and I think that's why when you said earlier about getting someone to support you is so important 
because they can help you see it through different eyes, can't they? I think our listeners would like to know kind of what you feel is one of your biggest successes with a client, something that they might be able to relate to or something you might be proud to share. Yeah, I have a few examples that pop to mind. The funny thing is when I work with clients, I am constantly blown away by results. I quite often get clients who have been disappointed or failed by the allopathic route. And so they come to you really when they've hit rock bottom. And because of that, small changes can be very significant to people's lives. Some of the obvious things that come to mind is I had a client who, um, through a very big trauma, was unable to sit with her back to any open door. And that might not seem like a big thing, but actually it meant that whenever she went to a restaurant, she had to make sure she was positioned safely in the office. And it was something that really impacted her life. And we worked on the traumatic event and we sort of neutralized the emotional impact of that event. And the way that tapping works, it's such a beautiful and gentle therapy that she wasn't really even aware of it. And then sometime later, she emailed me and she said, you won't believe this. I suddenly remembered that I used to not be able to sit with my back to the door. And she said, and I've just come home from supper. And she'd been sitting at a restaurant with her back towards the door and hadn't even realized the change. And this is something that was a really big thing to her. So you get these kind of obvious changes. Uh, another thing um, that, that I had was a gentleman actually I'd worked with who had chronic knee pain. And he had been seeing all sorts of doctors, osteopaths, um, all sorts of people to try and get a fixed physiotherapist um, for a really long time and just could not get it better. And, you know, we, we started with, okay, so when did this first occur? What was going on in your life? And actually he was going through a trauma. So again, we worked on the trauma and um, this is a few years ago. I keep in touch with him every now and then and he still does not have any inkling of pain in his knee following those sessions. But my absolute favorite ones are the ones that come from people who say, this week I had one actually, someone who came to me and said, I caught myself saying something kind to myself. And she said, I have not said anything kind to myself for as long as I can remember. And those are the ones that just make my heart go because you know, they are the ones that remind you that it's all about self-care, self-love, self-respect. Um, so, yeah. Mm, something so basic is that programming that they couldn't say something kind to themselves is heartbreaking. And it is. I had goosebumps listening to that. And I think, you know, that is, that is the true essence. When that true transformation, true healing happen, your life does get that had much better that you can't believe to begin with that was ever to happen and you know to have that client that was like you know what all of a sudden it hit me that I used to do this like how did that ever happen in the same in the first place I think that's that's amazing and it's one of the best reviews that you could ever get <laughs> yeah thank you but also do you know what it really proves me it's really like a domino effect once you feel good in that way then it radiates out into every aspect of your life and really that, it does have that knock-on effect. Um, Alex, I'm curious, because obviously hearing your own transformation story with the work that you do with your clients and how you get them to be 
to that, you know, freedom space, do you have to keep like a, a routine to continue that? And what does your general daily routine look like? Okay, are we talking a good day or a bad day? <laughs> <laughs> general day. What you would like to look like. Mostly. Let's go with a good day. Yeah. So my good days are normally days when I work. And that is purely because I sort of have to set myself up to be in the right space to be able to serve other people. So on a good day, normally I wake up and actually we're quite hectic in this household because we have small people around. But I start my day with a wholesome breakfast. I, I am gluten free and dairy free. So after breakfast, I normally walk. And this is for headspace, not just for exercise. It is just a clear space and, you know, get some clarity, think about where my day is going to go, set some purpose towards my day. And then there are certain practices that I will fit in throughout my day. And obviously it depends on everyone else's schedule, but these are the things that I, I really need to do to make sure that I'm functioning at my absolute best. And that is um, that I try and meditate and if I can't meditate, I try and do breathing exercises with tapping. So I tap through just my own stresses and my own worries or anything that's come up during that day. It's been really valuable to do during lockdown as well. But uh, the other thing I do is every other day I do, I'm time poor. So I do 20 minutes only of um, stretching, weight training, something like that, just to keep myself strong, physically able. And the other thing I do is I read. I read a lot. I listen to audio books when I'm driving. I read every second I've got. And then uh, I have an early bedtime. I'm always in bed by 10.30. And yes, we try and do things in our day that make living a sort of nourishing life easier, like having family meals together. We don't do TV dinners. I have a little hobby, which is mala making, and I try and do that or, you know, something that feeds the spirit. So yes, my daily routine is not really so much a routine other, other than um, things that I like to put into my day. And I really try and make a practice of flowing. Uh, flow has been one of my biggest things that I've had to really learn to do and not control every moment because when you live as a family, it's, you know, impossible <laughs> but I think one of the things that you said which will potentially help or I'm sure it will help quite a lot of our listeners is kind of having you three essentials uh, you know you know that you need to nourish your body by having those lovely meals you need your headspace and you need to kind of work with your money your brain and your soul and it doesn't really matter how or when so long as you've got those three things and I think that's an important thing to tell our listeners you don't have to be if you are that's fine but you don't have to be like by nine o'clock I'm doing x 9 30 I'm on to the next thing so long as you look at your diary or your day and you ensure that you take all those boxes that are important for you and I think that's that's the that's the important thing from your message to you know be clear for our listeners just do the things that mean you know but you value the most or mean the most and then the rest will kind of fall into the empty spaces if any <laughs> I like the way you said about going with the flow. It's You have that genuine intention, but you don't judge or beat yourself up if you don't keep to that routine because that just, again, lowers your energy, doesn't it? And you haven't got the energy for yourself or for others. It feeds into that judgment once again. I've recently started reading The Body Keeps the Score 
So I'm so interested in how our body will let us know before anything else that we can't keep going on in the same way, that changes need to be made. So what resources or books or audios, if you could give a couple that you think would be good for our listeners, what would you say? This is hard for me because I do so much external learning and and probably the best resources that started me on a journey actually was when I was 18, 19, I picked up how to heal your life or you can, you can heal your life. I think it was called by Louise Hay. And that was really a turning point for me. That is a book I constantly go back to. And on top of that, I mean, some of my favorite people, Brené Brown, um, Abraham Hicks, I did a lot of, when I do a lot of training, I look a lot more into the science of things. So I'll look at Bruce Lipton and, and other scientists. But really, now we have never been more blessed with having access to all these resources at our fingertips. But the other resources that really help is connecting with other coaches, with other therapists, knowing when to refer out, knowing when to collaborate, um, sharing information, because I think we're all on a journey. And uh, I, you know, to be able to share information with people. Um, I also learn a lot from my clients. Um, I'm very blessed to have clients that are very open and I learn so much from them. Um, but actually part of being at my level of training is that I have to do CPG hours, supervision hours where we'll meet with complex cases. And you get given a lot of resources then from other therapists and other coaches and things. But yes, I would say if there was one resource that actually started me on my journey and changed my life, it's Louise Hay. Yeah, I love that book as well. I'm sure you've read it, Lucia. Not that one, but I've read uh, many others from her, but that's definitely going on to my list to read next. (laughs) (laughs) So, Alex, we've got a couple more questions for you. Uh, One of my favourite ones, because I think it has uh, quite a powerful meaning for those listening to us as well, is what is the one thing that you would tell your younger self? (sighs) Yes. Um, The one thing I would tell my younger self is... It's okay to be different. (laughs) I fought myself for so much of my youth and um, tried to fit into so many boxes that I didn't fit into. We're told from a very early age that we have to choose what career we're going to get into, the subjects we're going to do. You know, there's so many limitations. I was told the types of jobs I could do, but interestingly enough, I was also told the type of jobs I couldn't do. So that really pegged me into a very small box um, because I was never good at maths. I was never good at sort of the subjects we really needed. What I was really good at was a lot of the non-conventional stuff um, that I could feel people's energies, that I could read people and their needs really well, that I could connect to people. And none of those things were valuable in an education system that I grew up in. And so I fought against myself and I tried to go down that route, but I never made money. I never was happy. I was living a really unfulfilling life. And uh, once I decided, actually, forget it, I'm going to just be myself. I'm going to do what brings me joy. I'm going to, you know, come back into who I am. Um, Everything changed. And yeah, I think I would say to myself that it's okay to be different. Yeah, I think... uh... That's a great message for any of 
any of our listeners, but especially our young listeners, that once we really connect with who we are, everything seems to fit into place and trying to always fit into somebody else's box or anyone else's thought we should be or shouldn't be. So one of our last questions is, what's the question you wish we had asked you? What would you like to tell our listeners that we haven't thought about? Um, I guess people often ask me, who was your therapy for? You know, what, who can benefit from this? And I think it's really important that people understand that no matter where they are on their journey, they can begin to create a life that they want to live. It doesn't matter how sick you have been, how sick you are. It doesn't matter how much trauma you've been through. It doesn't matter how broken you think you are, that you can just choose in that moment to make a choice for you and that you can live your life, one that you actually want to live and and would enjoy living and be happy living. So I, I think the message that's really important that people understand is this is for anyone and everyone. And at any point, you can choose a different path. That is very, very nice. And thanks for flagging that. So one last one from us. What would you say or how can you sum up in one sentence for us? How have you made your life better? I learned to love and accept myself and everything else just fell into place. Yeah, beautiful. (laughs) And so helpful. Such an important message. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us. I mean, I've heard of people that have had EFT and said how amazing it is. It is something I'd want to look into more. I don't know a lot about it myself, which is why I'm just reading The Body Keeps the Score, How the Body Keeps the Score. And it was recommended by someone who had tapping, actually. So it's it's been such an interesting interview for me and so lovely to connect with you as well. I know what a beautiful person you are, so it was lovely to kind of hear the backstory more than you, uh, how you help people. So that was great. Thank you so much. Where can people find you? Probably the best place to find me is on my website, which is um, www.alexandrasargent.com. Um, it's not the military sergeant. It's S-E-R-J-E-A-N-T. Um, and on Instagram and Facebook, I'm this imperfect girl. Um, but actually, if you go to the website, all my links are there. And also drop me an email. I love to hear from people um, and I'm happy to connect anytime. That's amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much. We'll pop those on the, on the comments for everybody wanting to reach out to, to you or follow you. So be sure to check those as well if you want to connect to Alex in any shape or form. And thank, thank you. you so much. Thank you, ladies. Thank so you. lovely to connect. Thank you for joining us. Thanks everybody that's listened to today. Please keep subscribing and then it will uh, notify you of the next episode. Please leave your comments and get in contact with us if you need any support and we'd love to hear from you. Bye for now.